Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Salted Hash. My name is Steve Reagan, Senior Staff Writer at CSO Online. Today, we're going to be talking about mass transit, public transit system being the next big uh, cyber attack victim. And to discuss that with me, we're going to be talking with Stan Engelbrecht, Director of Cybersecurity at D3 Security. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Stan, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining me. Pleasure. So today we're going to talk about uh, public transit being the, the next big target when it comes to cyber attacks. And this is one, one topic that has uh, particular interest to me because a lot of these, these transit systems were built during a time when security was either added on after the fact or it just really wasn't a consideration at all. But here and now, today, these systems are becoming increasingly interconnected. Um, they've got other systems attached to them that, that expose the attack surface even more. So I can see your point when you say that there is a, a good chance that they're going to be targeted. But I'm curious to know your reasoning behind that thought process. Explain that one to me. Uh, if you take a look at the systems as a whole, and you mentioned it, like, Security by design is not something that was ever thought of in these areas. Um, our own public transit system here uh, in, BC, in Vancouver, British Columbia, 1986 is when it was developed. Um, it's not a system, and there, wasn't, there was no internet connectivity back then, much like a lot of the systems that are even much older. So the idea that somebody would attack a mass transit system um, probably never really came into, their, into people's beings in that, in that particular case. And as such, it's, you know, depending on the threat actor, it's a pretty juicy target. Uh, you're talking about being able to do a lot of damage with probably very little effort, um, just because of the fact that this security by design was never was never in the forefront of people's thought process in this at that particular point of development. So when it comes to some of the, the attack surface itself, what are some things you've seen that are good examples of why these systems would be so vulnerable? Well, you've got, you've got physical entry points on a lot of these places, right? So, you know, you're talking about interconnecting SCADA pieces now where, you know, you may have relays out on rail systems that originally never needed some type of inter internet connectivity. And now all of a sudden that relay point has to have an entry, right? It's got to have some type of a wire or wireless capability to be able to talk with a centralized system. Um, you know, other than putting a lockbox on it, you know, if, if it wasn't really designed with security in mind, you know, somebody can break into these things. If, you know, hopefully they don't have some type of a USB capability into them or something to just be stuck into the system, you've got instant access. Um, you know, you're talking about, again, something that where the security wasn't part of the forethought and now they want to make things more efficient. So, I mean, I'll probably be referring quite a bit to our old system because I'm more familiar with it here. But... You know, it's largely, I'm not going to say it's autonomous, I'll say it's semi-autonomous. So they have a centralized system where operators aren't on these vehicles, uh, but they're controlling everything. They're controlling the speed, they're controlling the braking, you know, everything from a centralized system. And yet they still have to have points along the rail system where, you know, there is going to be feedback coming. And these points of entry are, you know, they can be a bit weird, a bit worrisome when it comes to having, you know, getting direct access to a centralized system. 
through one of these remote points. So to kind of branch off of that, um, you had mentioned autonomous systems. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was like the, the autonomous cars, you know, the, the Tesla, the driverless Google cars, Uber cars, whatever you want to call them. They, they have this, this, you know, same type of design to where, you know, there's automation, it's driverless and everything. But the difference, I think, is mm-hmm. to whereas these old transit systems weren't designed with security and, and protection in mind, these newer systems are but they still have problems. What do you think? Are they going to be, you know, just as, as big of a, a, a juicy target for, for criminals or is it because they were kind of designed with security in mind, they're not going to be as an attractive target? No, I think they're probably going to be really attractive. Um, I would think from a cyber criminal perspective, probably more attractive. Um, you know, you don't want to be doom and gloom, but I would think a mass transit system is, more along the lines of a state actor, terrorist type items. Cyber criminals, you got to think like, you know, we know that Uber is now looking at putting forth, you know, an autonomous driving system. Volvo just bought like, didn't Volvo just buy like a couple, I think it was 20,000 autonomous vehicles. Yeah. Um, in there, you're talking about something that there's going to be revenue involved in there somehow. And while security by design is more in place, I mean, you look at the Tesla hacks that have happened past you know these are still human built systems and there are going to be flaws there's going to be problems in the software um, you know i would say maybe the attack surface is going to be less mm-hmm. than what you maybe have in a, in a mass transit system but in terms of being a juicier target i i would think that you know if you're a cyber criminal and you've got an uber's got twenty thousand autonomous cars running around you got to think they're going to look at this going, there's got to be a lot of information in these systems that I can go get into um, and make money on. Fair point. Fair point. So, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of kind of related, kind of unrelated, since we're, we're, we're going to shift away from the, the public transit system. Uh, all, all today during uh, my interviews, I've asked a, a couple of people the same same basic question, and that is, there's been a lot of stuff going on this year in security, but when it comes to everything that's happened, what's one thing, good or bad, that has gotten your attention that's made you like stand back and either say, wow, or what are you thinking? What, wh- why would you do that? What's your moment yeah. in 2017? Mm, 2017. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the one that's sticking in my head is really the power grid attack in the Ukraine. Um, that might have been 2016. Forgive me if it is, but that one really sticks out in my mind because that one, I mean, if you read the articles on it and the guys that are sitting at these systems and watching their mouses move across the screen and they have no control over what's happening and they're just watching the power grid get shut off, you know, and then they try to intervene and the computer just gets turned off and, and, and they're helpless. Um, while that was a bit of a scary thing, I think on the positive side of that, that's a good wake-up call. Because I know, you know, talking to uh, public infrastructure people here, um, I have, um, you know, I've talked and have a fairly good relationship with the CISO of, of British Columbia here. I mean, he figures that even in BC, 5% of all public systems are, you know, have some type of a, some type of a decent security in place. That type of an attack with the Ukraine power grid is, is a bit of a wake-up call, um, you know, we, you know, we as a society need to wake up a little bit more. And I think that's a bit of a good call in that term. And we know that political change takes a long time. Um, 
you know, glacial case, as I think is often gets used in that in that frame of reference. But, you know, if the society as a whole can say, hey, you know what, um, these type of attacks are real and they're going to affect us. Can you guys really start doing something about it? Um, if that starts getting shouted out more from the public as a whole, I think it's a really good um, sort of impetus for change. And as, as scary as the Ukraine power attack grid was, um, you know what, if it's used properly and, and we analyze it and, and use it as a, as a change or a point of change for us, um, that's, a, that's a positive side I'm going to take out of that. Excellent. Excellent. Stan, thanks again for joining us. I appreciate you coming on. I look forward to having you back. And uh, if people wanted to look you up on social media, say Twitter or something like that, where would they find you? Uh, you can find me at, uh, at Stan underscore Engel on uh, actually at Stan Engel, sorry, because I get my own Twitter handle. Long, <laughs> <laughs> at Stan Engel on Twitter. And you can find me on my LinkedIn profile. You can also find me at uh, d3security.com as well. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you back. Thanks for hanging out with us today. My name is Steve Reagan, and this has been Salted Hash. We'll see you soon. 